Check in the Checking old the old inputs. Yeah, I know. You get to a certain age, you got to check the old inputs. <laughs> At my John. age, there are all the inputs are old. Yeah, check the inputs. You got to check the outputs. You guys are making all the jokes before I can. But yes, all those jokes. <laughs> ah, all those jokes. Yes, well said. Technology. <laughs> You're not wrong. I know. Uh, isn't he though? Yeah. Hey, I like to say. Dan, I gotta say, I gotta say, um I the the um the cameras that you hated, I, I've had them for Oh god, John. Months now. Months. And they, they've been they've been great. They've been, they've been great. great. You've I just I, so I, I bring it up because I just had to recharge the uh the front one, which I I think we put them up in like May of last year, something like that. May or June. Pursuant to a conversation I was just having with Lex before you joined the call. I don't know, maybe maybe my like FedEx people just drop packages a lot when they deliver them to me and I just get broken ones. <laughs> That's possible. I feel like this has happened. I had a stove that was bum. I was just telling yeah, Lex about the audio interface I have that's got How's your uh, how's your Mac Mini? <laughs> Well, I dropped that one several times. <laughs> I think you threw that one. I, yeah, with great That's force. Right. We couldn't get you to drop it. That was the problem. <laughs> yeah. It's like it was hot. Yeah, I don't, I'm glad that they're working out for you, John. That's all I can say. I assume you have caught many porch pirates over the last <laughs> months. <laughs> Is that a euphemism for something? <laughs> yeah, people who steal shit off your porch. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought it was pretty straightforward. I don't, well, I don't maybe, know. I don't know. <laughs> Get your, get your mind off the porch john i'm not sure what i thought that was mm, um, that's it. yeah i mean not well yeah let's let's just say that it they uh ni- neither camera has caught actually no what i mean the, the i did see a, a lurker uh Ooh. at the back in the uh, in the driveway was it an animal point nope uh, oh. i wish it was oh dear it was a dude it was a dude came Good. around looked at the looked at the door i don't know i don't he might have seen the camera um and then he and then he quickly left I have a couple cameras in the house right now uh, that are specific to to cat watching. Do those catch people or? <laughs> no, they're they're cat focused. Right, okay, uh, can I ask is the is the cat interest entertainment value or um, is there uh, is there a stream someplace that I'm missing? <laughs> there Ooh. is no stream. Yeah, I would like, sadly, I would like to sign up for a stream, please. But it is it's it is for amusement, and it's also because like. They so far, my cats spend ninety two percent of their lives or more upstairs. They come downstairs when they don't hear the dog, because the dog does not go upstairs, and because he's stupid. But so I have a camera. I had a camera to know when they left my room, because for their first months in the house, they would only stay in my room. Now, now they come out so much that we don't need that camera anymore. So I just have a camera down the stairs at the bottom of the stairs, so we can know when the cats come, uh, because they will very quietly hide on the half of the house that uh, the dog doesn't go to downstairs, or that the dog just doesn't think to check. And so I just like to know. <laughs> <laughs> there. Uh, so it's it's mostly a cat spotting camera and uh it works great works great but i use blink cameras. cat spotting is my uh second favorite ian mcgregor movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. i have a uh, one of the wise cameras but right now it's not it's sitting in the window in the dining room looking out into the yard but it doesn't it doesn't end up doing much because i think the because there's a screen in that window it has trouble like and because it's through a window the ir detection stuff doesn't really work so hmm. it's mainly just there. And like I sometimes turn it around to face the kitchen living room when we're away. So there's a camera inside when we're not in the house. So all you would be people breaking into my house, be aware. <laughs> that's where the camera is. Go nuts. 
I think actually the thing that the camera is most useful for, uh, the porch one, is Grant. Uh, Grant is our dog. He is 13 years old now. He is a standard poodle. Um, he weighs about 90 pounds. Uh, this is uh, These are Grant facts. He uh, is up there in years, and his back legs don't work so well anymore. And so he used to go into the backyard, and he doesn't handle the stairs down to the backyard so well anymore. So he goes out to the front yard, which is like just like three steps, and he can handle that better but then we have to put <laughs> we have this janky ass gate that we put up <laughs> so that he doesn't get out of the front yard because we don't have a gate in the front yard we do in the backyard so it's useful because i let it you know i put the gate up i let him out in the front yard and he, he goes out there for a while and the camera will tell me when he is back on the porch and it's kind of cool i mean i i mean i'm sure there's a you know, it's probably not it's not magic but it you know it's neat when it says you know an animal has appeared on the front porch <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> And then I know he wants to, I know he wants to back in. For some reason, he has not learned that he can scratch at the, at the front door. He, um, he has spent years scratching at the back door and has no problem with that. But for somehow, for some reason, he is flummoxed by the front door and does not, does not, cannot bring himself to scratch at the front door. There was a time when my, uh, my front door doorbell camera would always say there was motion there, just like at the moment of sunset, like the light would change enough that the lens would. I don't know, do whatever lenses do. Oh, right. <laughs> the yeah, apertures yeah. would do whatever. And be like, oh, there was motion at your front door. And I'm like, what the hell is it? Nothing. It's gotten much smarter. I'm using a, a newer version of the ring doorbell. I know a guy. And, you know, it'll tell you, like, there's a... <laughs> you know, he knows all about you now, too. <laughs> it's also true. But it's like, there's a person at your front door. And when you get that kind of notification, like just today, there was a, a delivery guy. The delivery guys used to, you know, ring the doorbell to alert that there was baggage there. And now they don't. Maybe because they see you have the camera doorbells. I don't know. They just leave it there. So knowing that there was motion and that it was specifically a person and then watching on camera as they drop the package there and do drop it dan style uh, it's nice to know <laughs> that it's there it's you need it's a little good. button lex where it like has a screen on the outside and it like animates a little like wave hello version of you or something or i don't know like to acknowledge mm. like hello i've seen you i guess there's an intercom feature you could just be like thanks oh, that, I, that would be that would be awful i mean it's already awful let's be honest that would, <laughs> adding insult to injury to those poor guys i do have a yeah. i do have a doorbell camera people, i still have to put in because it's just it's too it's too cold out to go out and figure out how to rewire it right now <laughs> one of these moments <laughs> too cold for yeah. cameras that's right i i can't remember i think Opposite i did talk about too hot show, for tv but mm. i i had to uh replace the uh the chime the, the ringer for my doorbell uh just because it was old and, di- and died and when i was googling how do you fix it <laughs> The internet said, <laughs> don't. You, you just, you just, you just so type in, how do you fix it? <laughs> yes. The internet's advice was uniformly, do not fix it. They are so cheap, just replace it, which I did. And like, it's, you know, just mechanical electromagnets and that make bells ring. Uh, but man, it's, for a long time, I had my, my doorbells hooked up to the echoes, not because I wanted to, but because it was the only way to know the doorbell rang. <laughs> and all the echoes would go, someone is at the front door. And my kids hated it because they have echoes in their room and they didn't want that there. So now that the doorbell actually rings again, it's a, a nice upgrade. Man. That's a nice upgrade. Oh. Oh, God. Your house sounds like a dystopian nightmare. <laughs> That's even before we get to the technology. Your face sounds like a dystopian nightmare. Uh, <laughs> My house is just a regular nightmare. <laughs> My house is a utopian nightmare. Uh, it's just a little weird. I don't really... Everything's great, but it's terrifying. I am using a, uh, a new-to-me email app that's currently in beta on the Mac, uh, mm. recommended by Jason Snell, if you guys know him. I've heard of him. Vaguely. Uh, I'm using an app called Is this Mime Stream. Mime Stream. Yeah. Yes, everyone keeps talking about Mime Stream. I mean, or yeah, they keep good. miming about Mime Stream. It's really weird. 
Dan, you're, you're incorrect because I have never talked about MindStream. What I appreciate about MindStream is, you know, it, it, it looks a whole lot like the Apple Mail app, but it, it does Gmail really well. It is built for Gmail specifically. So it's built on the Gmail API as opposed to open email standards. Uh, my favorites. But no, it's, it's really good. I always appreciate an app that lets you use Gmail's keyboard shortcuts, which I know is not for everybody, but those are the ones that I'm used to for navigating email and it supports Gmail's shortcuts. Ah, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. I'm looking at all of our listener questions for this week and there are a bunch in in MimeStream right now and it works just fine. <laughs> That's pretty good. Hey, let's go. As I uh, alluded to earlier when I was talking about stuff getting dropped, I'm, I'm recording this on a new audio setup. I bought a two-port interface uh, for my computer because I, my wife and I are recording to this guy. over at the... Yes, listen to me. Tell me if I sound any good. I really don't know. Uh, you sound any good. Okay, great. My wife and I are doing, along with our pal Tony Sindelar, the coverage over at The Incomparable of Book of Boba Fett on the my A Complicated Profession podcast. And since we are recording it in the same room, we had, I'd had a thing hooked up with like two USB mics. And last week, I even tried to like set up a way... The problem is like we have to be able to hear tony who is on zoom and each other and i tried to like hook up a virtual interface where we could kind of monitor and like hear each other through headphones as well but because of the software latency there's always like a little bit of lag and so it was like a weird echoey thing so you know i decided well you know i'll I'll buy i'll buy an audio interface and replace a couple things and i mean you know i could get an entire like two mic recording setup for basically 200 bucks which is not too bad but the one problem I'm having right now is this interface, which is the Audient Evo 4, which is a cute little interface, uh, but it, it I'm hearing like a little bit of crackle on some of the end of like sentences and stuff, and it's it's just it's just bugging me. It's just bugging me. So I got to figure out if this unit is broken in some way or one of my cables is bad or what, but I think I've already swapped out like all the cables. So <laughs> is it possible it's your ears that are bad? I This, this long into life? Almost certainly. <laughs> But I, yeah, I don't know. I, I felt like, oh, I'm a grown up now. I've got like an XLR connection and all this and moved up. And <laughs> this the is how we're measuring it? Yeah, that's how you measure it. That's how you measure being an adult. Are you guys, mm. you guys not on XLR? You guys are using the <laughs> USB mic still? Uh, all right. Well, that's fine. Keeps their own. I mean, it's fine. Mm. It's fine. You'll get there in time. Okay. Well. <laughs> I don't have cameras everywhere in my that. house, but... <laughs> yet yet nothing i can do well let's uh let's answer some listener questions if you don't mind these are rebound prime subscribers who besides getting early episodes and a bonus episode every week of this show uh can also submit questions if you're curious about becoming a rebound prime member go to prime.reboundcast.com if you can't tell that i hate doing that each week uh now you know (laughs) uh listener kevin asks if the three of you ended up in an anchorman style battle royale with three other podcasts (laughs) who would they be and what weapons would you use oh i like this question Man, With three <laughs> other podcasts. ATP is one for me. I, I knew that was definitely going to be yeah, one. Yeah, I guess that was that's, definitely yeah, one. That's the first. I'm kind of torn it. in the other. The other one is it is it upgrade or is it like the talk show? I mean, it can't really be the talk show because then John's loyalties are divided. <laughs> <laughs> right? Mol- no, Moltz is. Like, oh, that's what you, you meant that, John. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> yeah, no, Gruber loves this show. That's what I'm saying. As long as we're clear. Also, we know John. He fights dirty. Not not our John. <laughs> exactly. The other one. Exactly. It's, yeah. But I, I feel like I don't have any. I, I don't. I don't need to fight upgrade either. So I, I feel like like one of them should just be like totally mainstream, like a like a smart list or a Marin. Like, just, oh come on, you know you know the one Lex. You know the one. <laughs> Which one is that? Oh, Lex Fridman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it, isn't it? 
Definitely. <laughs> you know what I learned recently is that he pronounces it Friedman, which just adds insult to injury. Oh, I, I always assumed so because Friedman would be kind of dumb. What a dick. <laughs> Hate that guy. So but, yes, ATP and Lex Friedman. And <laughs> what's, the, what's the third? Oh, do we have another one? We have another one on top of that? It, it, well, oh, wait. Did you, what was the third one that you picked? Did you pick talk show or upgrade? No, no, no. But like, are we, okay. are we is it three total or four total? That's what it I says. Three to. other podcasts. Three other. Okay. Gotcha. All right. Podcasts, yeah. Oh, man. Get uh, right. This is important, you guys. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're going we're gonna to meet these people on Sunday. Yeah, Hello from the Magic Tavern. Uh, <laughs> oh, I don't want to no. fight them. Yeah, I don't want to fight lovely. them. They're <laughs> lovely. <What? laughs> I'd spar with the Dragon Friends guys, but I also love them. Also, there's too many of them. That's the thing. We'd be outnumbered very quickly. Mm. I think we got. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we do want a single host show. Like, you want a Dax Shepard, or you don't want Rogan because he's an MMA fighter. Yeah, so no, you that's need... too scary. I don't like him. Also, yeah, he's he's yeah, probably got COVID, right? Anyway, Alan Alan Alda. Yeah, exactly. Alan Alda has a podcast. We're not going to fight need... Alan Alda. Why would, why would you fight Alan Alda? We need somebody we can easily defeat. He's American we sweetheart. Attack by everybody. I don't think that's the real criteria. Uh, <laughs> isn't there a Isn't there a West Wing one with Josh Molina? How about that? Yeah, yeah, the West Wing Weekly. That's fine. Him and uh, Rishi Keshirway. Okay. Uh, there you go. Song I have nothing against those people. I don't oh, and in terms of what weapons we would use, we would use Dan's old hardware that uh, died. That's we right. Throw, throw, yeah, throw yeah, hardware. Someone gets a Mac Mini to throw at somebody. Somebody gets an audio interface <laughs> and like a mic cable to wrap around someone. Uh, you cameras, pair of cameras, great, great missile. You can just keep chucking those. I think we're well armed. Yeah. Listener Howie, and I got this message from Howie four times. I'm sure that's not his fault. I'm sure it's just a website thing. I guess we have to answer it felt like he really, really wanted it. But he says, no question, just a heartfelt plea. Please do an annual prickies for the biggest assholes and most hated products and policies in tech. Pretty please. A reference to when uh, listener TJ (laughs) suggested after misreading something, prickles, maybe that we should have a prickies award. I believe the the Rickies is the connected, which we also could have picked as our other three person Mm -hmm. uh, tech podcast Mm -hmm. to face off against. Uh, That's their their awards. So, Yeah. yeah. You know what? I, it's not that I don't like the idea, but it just sounds like a lot of work. <laughs> and I'm not into that. <laughs> yeah. I think we, if, if you wait, 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 send like, I think we should hand them out. I think we should hand them out ad hoc, right? That's right. Yeah, ad hoc prickies. Okay. Yeah, yeah, fine. Yeah. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with yeah. that. I mean, Lex Fridman has got, well, he's in the Hall of Fame. The Prickies <laughs> yeah. Hall of yeah, Fame. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate repeat, that so much. Repeat winner. <laughs> lifetime Achievement Award. <laughs> uh, that's right. Joe, lifetime, lifetime Pricky. Uh, Joseph says, Hi, I just have to ask, have you tried Apple Arcade's What's the Golf? It's one, or sorry, What the Golf? It's one of the most hilarious games we've ever played. So many references to gaming history and sub games. I'm at 100%, but I think there are still, still some secret ones out there. I know that Dan and I played What the Golf. Yeah, we played a lot of it. Oh, yeah. I mean, I played a. I played it for uh, a few weeks. Yeah, same thing. Something like that. And then I and then I got grew tired. I think it was trying to find all the stuff. It just took. I did not have the patience for it. Yeah, I needed a simpler path to keep finding new holes because I loved it. I loved the way it progressed, but like I definitely made a wrong turn from the game's perspective at some point, and then I didn't know where to go, and it was just so frustrating. But it is a hilarious game. I think we've discussed our our play of it in the past, and it like I love. For some weird reason, I love golf games. And granted, this is not really a golf game, but I still love it. It's, right. it's fantastic. Yeah. Michael Sagmeister says, After hearing you discuss Peacock a few times, I've been looking into the premium subscription and realized it's $5, just like my Rebound Prime membership. Oh, no. <laughs> Since that makes you direct competitors. I was wondering what kind of live sports events, flagship shows, etc. you'll be adding to Rebound Prime mm. over the coming year mm-hmm. to stay relevant. <laughs> That's a great question. I mean, subscription services, I understand. Subscription fatigue is real. Who said we need to stay relevant? <laughs> 
Rebound fatigue is real. <laughs> Rebound that's, fatigue. That's, that's true too. We do have definitely to... real. No, nobody has it more than us. We're going to be adding a. Uh, we're going to be adding some British prestige series as Rebound Originals, which is just us with terrible British accents doing the same show. So enjoy that. I believe that Dan and Moltz mock me for sport on the show. If that counts, sure. Yeah, well, and for and for liking sports. <laughs> what if we true. hunted you for sport? Ooh, I would. How much would you think people would pay for that? Because I, I, I feel know. like there's a lot of opportunity there. Yeah. It, unfortunately, it doesn't really work on a recurring basis. <laughs> <laughs> I always had the idea because I live in I live in Tacoma, Washington. For those who don't know, and uh, for a long time, and that street address again is yeah, address, please. Yes. Uh, no, uh, for your house yeah, with the camera, probably, it's probably very findable <laughs> on the internet. But uh, for a long time, the downtown of Tacoma was empty. Uh, I mean, I worked in the downtown, and like. It was it was hard going out to lunch, and it is no longer the case. But while it did, like during the the late you know the mid to late nineties, it was it was a it was a, like a ghost town downtown because it, all the stuff had moved to the mall, et cetera. Same same stuff that has happened in had happened in lots of places. But um, then the University of Washington moved to downtown Tacoma, and it's um, it completely rejuvenated the area. Anyway, during the time that it was empty, I was a, a strong proponent of turning it into a zombie theme park. and and just hiring some actors and you know you could do it paintball style and you could hunt zombies that would be pretty great (laughs) so i'm suggesting that we should do that with lex okay sure (laughs) fair what if hmm, what if there are a lot of like uh fake lexes right we have to find the real one Mm. you like that oh sort of like uh, lex friedman yeah well that's one but like i meant like we hire people is that yeah kind of like we're kind of doing an among lex uh just because you 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 know you might take somebody down with a paintball and you're like I got him and then you go over and it's like no this wasn't Lex and maybe he's right behind you right like <laughs> it's Lex Fridman no I am right behind you <laughs> it's Lex Fridman and you won and you won no I, I like that I I you know years ago we threatened to do uh, uh some live streams of Mario Kart <laughs> we did one we did one we did one once. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. We'll have to. I feel like we have to come up with some sort of virtual uh, uh, gaming event at some point to entertain people. True. At some point. The 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 Six Flags. I'm sure they all do this, but the local Six Flags for us in Jersey does uh, Fright Fest. You know, from basically for all of October into November. And some of my kids hate it, and some of my kids love it. But, you know, basically it means that they've got a bunch of employees dressed up as various monsters who run around and uh, often as zombies freak you out. Um, and there was a time, uh, maybe two years ago when we were there, and this zombie comes up to Liam and yells at Liam, like, Rah! and Liam turns to it and goes, Rah! just yells at it right back at it, not in fear, but just like, you yell at me, I yell at you. And it was the funniest thing. The zombie cracked up, and it was really, really funny. Zombies just, known for their senses of humor. So Yeah, yeah. A lot of, not, yeah. not a lot of people know that. Uh, let's see. Oh, so Mahir says, where can I hear one of you talk about the first couple of seasons of Fringe? I already know about Dan covering the show on the incomparable number seven for season three and number 43 for season four. James covered season five for Agents of Smooch about 10 days ago. So Mahir, you already know the fucking answer. <laughs> there. I, I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't, I, I haven't watched Fringe in a long time, so I would need to I just, I mean, it. I, I know you, I, I'm the one who's been talking about it because I just rewatched it. Um, but, uh, I don't know. I guess I missed my. I am not going to do a rewatch podcast because I just rewatched the entire show. I'm well, next sorry. time you decide to rewatch something, John, start the podcast preemptively. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Have we taught you nothing? Yeah, pretty much. Oh, okay. Well, that's fair. Because we don't know anything. Is that the end of the question? Am, I'm, now I'm rewatching. Yeah. Well, no, there's, there's I, I, one more. As long as we're talking about rewatching, I'm rewatching um, The Expanse. Oh, yeah. Which is quite a good show. I, I've heard good things. 
Yeah, I've seen it. It's funny. I, I watched Fringe when it was originally on, and then at one point the TiVo missed like one episode, and it was before there was any option to deal with that because it was a long time ago that that show was on. And then like we stopped. The TiVo kept recording episodes, but we never watched them. So I really at some point have to start over because I don't remember, but I haven't done that yet. I think it's pretty good. I mean, it's and, it, show, yeah. and it's it, unlike many J.J. Abrams <laughs> shows it actually is sort of consistent throughout and and has a has a has mostly a beginning, you know, some sort of beginning, middle and end. I think his involvement was limited. As, yeah, as with so, so too, many right. things that had which his is name why, on it in that Which era. is why it actually works. Yeah, because that was uh, that's Kurtzman and Orch and Roberto Orci, I think, who did a yeah, lot right. of then yeah. went on to do a bunch of the Star Trek yep. reboots and stuff like that. So. All right, maybe I'll watch Rage, but I'm still really enjoying uh, On Dan's Recommendation in large part Lucifer. It, it keeps evolving what kind of a show it is, so I continue mm-hmm. to enjoy Dan's Recommendation. And then finally, listener Josh says, do you think with iOS 16, Apple may finally break out app updates from OS updates? It's 2022, and we shouldn't have to wait for OS updates for basic app updates, mm. right? I think this is referring to Apple's own Yeah, like, like yeah, mail and Safari and stuff, right. I assume. Which I think they will not. I don't think so either. Yeah, I think they already can <laughs> and choose not to. So yeah. no, I don't think that'll change with iOS yeah. 16. I will right. say, I don't, I don't know about you guys. I do find sometimes, speaking of third-party app updates, I go into the App Store sometimes and look at the Updates tab, and I still have this thing. The other day, I went and looked at my iPad, and it had like well over 100 updates that it just not had not downloaded and installed. And I was just... I don't understand why it doesn't. It's like, you're just sitting you around. Have, I'm assuming you have auto updates turned on. Yeah, I do. I have it on all my devices. And I feel like I always go and check and at first, like, I was like, oh, there's no updates. And then I refresh the update tab and it's like, oh, there are many updates. And I was like, all right, well, this huh. isn't, this sounds like a you problem, App Store. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just me, huh? So I go in my app tab no, right I now. No, I don't, I don't, I don't have that, uh, that, that issue. Yeah. So I, mean, I, go I have in, that issue on, on Macs that I don't log into. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm in my iPhone right now. It says there are, everything is updated recently. And if I go and refresh, let's see how many. There are now 47 updates when I refresh. Hmm. Oh, I do. I, so, okay. Now I understand the problem. Yes. I see that. I deal with that all the time. Like, and I, my phone will eventually do it, but yes, my they, suggesting it do it is, is definitely better. And I don't know if that's, I can't all be the thing where apps can roll out updates slowly, but I think some of it is that. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Where I mean, like, they can choose to do that? It's possible that sometimes it's just, it, it, I catch it in between running these updates or whatever, but like, yeah. I just don't know when it is because it's so opaque. I don't know when it is making those updates. At this moment, I have seven. Um, but I also find that when I pull to refresh, then it has even more. Yes, <laughs> that's, that's exactly what I'm running. Into. 35. Yeah, 35 when I pull to refresh. Yeah, I, I mean, and and I'm not, I realize I have a lot of apps that I don't use very often. And we talked about this, the unlike offloading thing the other the other week. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, the, the over 100 on the iPad the other day was definitely sobering. Like that is a lot of apps that need updating. Oh, wow. You know what else is sobering? The idea of making a website entirely by yourself. <laughs> this episode of The Rebound is brought to you by Wix. You can take your business online with Wix, the leading website creation platform. Wix has all the tools you need to create, manage, and grow your brand. Whether you're just launching your online business or you've got a side hustle that needs its own online space, you can design a site that will showcase your brand to the fullest. I- I'm starting to think that Moltz needs a-, a Wix shirt site. Wix's wide range of solutions are currently enhancing over 200 million people's businesses online. They're ultra-smart SEO tools are designed to get your business found on search engines, and their ultra-smart CEO 
is, I'm sure, a person. Uh, with faster loading <laughs> times to create outstanding user experiences and payment solutions to help you boost your revenue. And uh, not only does Wix have those things, it also offers enterprise-grade security built into every single site so you know you're in safe hands. And these sites look great on any device, even Android devices, I'm guessing. And you can manage everything from one dashboard on desktop and mobile. So you can be available anywhere at any time, in the office, at home, or on the go. If you want to get started, just head over to Wix.com and create your website today. That's Wix.com, W-I-X.com. Listen, we all know there have been other website building, hosting companies that have advertised on podcasts. None of them make sites that look as awesome as Wix's. So check it out. That's Wix.com, W-I-X.com. Our thanks to Wix for their support of this show. We should talk a little bit about Netflix, right? So after the news that they are raising their prices again, they also announced like the next week that... They are, have not gained as many subscribers as the uh, as the investors would have liked. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. We talk about this with Apple, too, but like the investor perspective on these things, I find so bananas because it is just that that desire for tremendous growth over anything else. Right. They have a very good business. I don't think anybody would say anything to the contrary, but yeah. I think because they look at the growth as like a sort of a herald of like how far out this company is going to go, right? Like if they're like, oh, well, if it's, you know, starting to gain fewer subscribers now, that means maybe in the next decade it starts to lose subscribers or something. And I think right. there's so much like weird prediction going on. I, I don't know. I just, I, I have a hard time taking it very seriously. It's not like Netflix is about to like go under as a result of this any more than Apple is about to start losing money. Yeah, it's, I, I agree with all of that. And like, investors which i hate agreeing with dan that much but when, when investors are like oh this missed our made up targets that's uh that's one thing <laughs> when it's the company saying we missed our own targets the company shouldn't be dumb right because like this to me feels very similar to the peloton situation where both netflix and peloton blew up in the pandemic but assuming hey we'll always maintain and i am clear that the pandemic continues uh, uh basically unabated <laughs> but but to say our our pandemic level growth will continue yeah, at the same right, pace right. forever. <laughs> Ma- mask mask makers see yeah. nothing but blue skies ahead. <laughs> but I don't think that that's what either company thought. I do think it's odd. Like Peloton, um, I mean, Peloton's had quite a shitty past couple of weeks uh, in terms of their business. But to say we have too much inventory and also we are <laughs> making it more expensive to buy these things doesn't feel like they're honoring the way that's supply what, demand that's, works. Well, see, that's the part that I thought was a little yeah. little. Odd. right we're going to charge you for delivery going forward and we have too many of them is dumb and yeah. netflix being like we need more subscribers so we're going to raise our prices is that right. you get they're solving yeah. a different problem from the one that's most obvious and maybe they're right i don't know their business that well but it does seem odd those those two things in tandem seem yeah. odd and i do hear i mean i i mean I, who knows if this will translate into actually you know pausing netflix for a while but i hear a lot more people talking about doing that just that just the idea that they don't it's not a service that is at, at the price that it's at something that you absolutely have to have. I wonder it's if true. they'll change their strategy at all in terms of how they roll out content, because the the even I know though some people don't like it. The week by week rollout for a lot of shows. I mean, it helps with subscriber stuff, right? Because there's a new show on right Netflix. If you know that Netflix has a couple shows that you want to watch throughout the year, but they're going to dump them all in one day, I it makes it very easy to be like, oh, I'll just you know I'll turn on for that one month when that show comes out. I'll pay my you know fifteen bucks. I'll watch my entire show and then I'll stop subscribing. Whereas all these other streaming services are making a point of having you know overlapping schedules, right? Like oh, you, you can never yeah. unsubscribe from Disney Plus because there's always a new show that you want to watch right. or. 
you know, uh, Star. There's always a Star Trek show airing on Paramount Plus for the next seventeen thousand years. Uh, so don't unsubscribe. So I, I wonder. <laughs> be if sorry. That, yeah, everyone's going to be talking about them. I, I don't know if that if that is something that Netflix would consider and if or it would be good for them or not. I know Lex, yeah. you particularly don't like the the one one week thing, right? Yeah, I don't like when they're dropping an episode at a time because it's I, when I have the ability to watch it, I just want to watch it. Like I watch Apple shows much slower than everything else because of that release schedule. Why don't you just watch them at the end? That's basically <laughs> what I end up doing. Mm. So yeah, I don't know. I just don't like it. I don't like it, Dan. I refuse to like it, and I don't. That's fine. You don't. You don't have to like it. But I mean, that's also the way it's always been. I mean, Netflix was the uh, the aberration. I do. I mean, I I find that I find that anticipation. I I like that anticipation. Well, we were talking about JJ before, and I'm on a first initial basis with him. (laughs) And Ani and I just finished watching Friends, and our next show is going to be, we think we're going to watch Lost. And I'm optimistic that Lost will be better in binge form. So like that's, See, that's, that's the thing. Though. I mean, like I don't mind watching binging for stuff that's older, but I think the problem is like I always struggled with the the binging new shows when they came out because I never it was so hard to talk to people about them because you didn't know where anybody was and you the chances of getting spoiled because somebody like stayed up until it dropped and then watched the entire thing and then was like posting online about it was just yeah. so annoying and I and also annoying, I, yes. I honestly felt like you know i would remember when i watched a bunch of like the marvel netflix shows when they aired and i would watch like five episodes in a sitting i feel fucking hung over later <laughs> like <laughs> like oh my god i watched so much television and i would like literally if i did it late at night i would go to sleep and i would like sleep poorly because i would be dreaming about like the television show and it was just it felt awful. It I never liked that experience. Like I got it was always something I anticipated, but then afterwards I would always it would like be like I ate too much, right? I was just like, oh, I shouldn't have watched all five episodes. <laughs> Again, that sounds like a you problem. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's fine. I don't want to talk about you problems. <laughs> okay, I guess that's where we are. I'm joining one of the other <laughs> podcasts to fight you guys. It's this I mean, it's I'm I'm thinking about what Mold said though. Like I, I do feel if you could only, uh, here's the way to phrase this. If you could only keep one streaming service, and I'm not saying you could pause it and switch another, like if you just keep one, and that was going to be your streaming service, say for a year, which one would you go with? Disney Plus. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, uh, I didn't think about that one initially, but I think I'd obviously have to t- pick that one. I mean, first of all, because Dan and I podcast about them. Yeah, that would really be a problem. <laughs> we would not be able to podcast. I think if I can only keep one to be HBO Max, which I don't even have right now. God, I love it. It's I, that like, was going to be that was my first reaction uh, was going to be HBO Max. Speaking of which, I've been watching Peacemaker. <laughs> so it's I you know you hear shows that people are talking about. I've been watching Station Eleven because people are talking. About. I kept hearing people talk about Peacemaker. Yeah, I've been watching I'm, Station Eleven as well. And I'm like, but I wonder slowly. what Peacemaker is. So I look it up, and I'm like, nope, that's not for me. It took one <laughs> sentence into the Wikipedia article. Like, no, nope. it's not for you. I don't think it's for you. I don't think it's for you at all. I wasn't sure if it was for me either. I mean, it is a superhero thing, but it's an incredibly violent. I didn't even thing. know it was a superhero thing until I looked it up. Like I had no yeah. idea. Yeah, but. uh Anyway, yeah, I, I, Dan and I probably we'll talk about it. A little I mean, bit eventually. I still I don't have it, so I, I haven't hear, been able to watch hear it. Hear me talk about it. Tune into the other show. <laughs> well, you better get on it. Okay, please, please. I know a guy who can get it. <laughs> How do you feel about Station Eleven, <laughs> Mr. Moltz? Uh, I am enjoying it quite a bit. I think it's I think it's good. I, I'm only like three episodes in, two and a half, something like that. Um, because I'm watching it with Karen, and so it's it's taking a little longer. As I'm you also may, watching with Karen, as you might imagine. Well, no, well, then why isn't she watching it faster? Uh, so, yeah, I think we're four or five episodes in now, but I, I was not familiar with the source material at all, and it's I I like it. It's yeah, not the, the show book. I thought it was. 
I read the book, um, but it's like you know, it's different enough that it's um, it's enjoy. You know, I don't feel like I'm just watching a verbatim. I thought that episode one was what the show was going to be, right? Like now here's these people surviving this horrible pandemic and that's, that is what it is, but it's not in yeah. any way that episode one would apply, but I'm still enjoying it. I just had no idea what it was about. So it's every episode is a total surprise and revelation to me because I had no idea what's coming, which is none. Yeah. It's shot well. I mean, I think, yeah. And, and it's the way they integrate the flashbacks and the stuff that's going on. And the, it has the, the woman from Halt and Catch Fire. Uh, yeah. I, I like her quite a bit. I'm uh, Mackenzie. I'm Davis. Born. Thank you. Yeah. Anyways, I was just about to say, I, I started watching, um, I watched the first episode today of Reservation Dogs. Have either of you watched that? Yeah. Today. So I watched Listener, some of it. Listen, it's 2.30 yeah. in the afternoon on the East Coast, and Dan already got to watch the show today. Yeah. I'm very jealous of that. That's what I do with my lunch hour. <laughs> jealous. All right. Anyway, anybody, anybody watch that on Hulu? I saw, part, I saw, I think the first episode. Yes. I thought it was pretty good, but I didn't, um, it wasn't. What is it? It is a comedy in part uh, created by Taika Waititi about um, yeah. four kids living on an uh, Indian reservation in Oklahoma who sort of, at least in the first episode, starts out they're kind of like petty thieves um, and they're trying to like get out basically. So they're trying to save up yeah. enough money uh, or <laughs> steal up, enough money to get, money off, the re- to get, get off the reservation, reservation. basically right. and, and make a better life for themselves. But it's it's weird and entertaining in a way that is very Taika Waititi, which is like... <laughs> A kind of absurd, lots of references to pop culture. I mean, obviously, the title itself is a play on Reservoir Dogs. There's a scene where they're all wearing suits. Um, it's uh, it's it's interesting. I'm, I cut my one of my cousins texted me the other night to say they had just been watching it and really enjoyed it, and I should give it a try. So, I uh, like the first episode. I'll probably go back. I'm getting excited for a Netflix show that's not even out yet. That's uh, Murderville, starring Will Arnett. You guys have you heard of that one? I just heard about it the other day, but I haven't even watched the trailer for it. It is a murder mystery. Uh, series. I believe each episode is a self-contained murder mystery, but I can't swear to that um, since it's not out yet. But each week there is a guest, and the guest star is improvising and doesn't have the script. <laughs> and then they just do the show around them. And I think that sounds funny. I like that, so I'm excited for that. Coming February 3rd to Netflix. So I'm not canceling yet. <laughs> Look at this guy. Um, you uh, mentioned Taika Waititi, and, and I started thinking about things that are Taika Waititi adjacent, I guess. Um, and a friend of mine had ha- who is a fan of what we do in the shadows as I am. I is, is having a, a Matt Berry Renaissance, I guess um, going back and watching all of the stuff that he's been over the years. And one of the ones that we actually watched together, the first episode last night was um, year of the rabbit, which mm-hmm. is from like 2019. I want to say, yeah, 2019. And it's him as a, like a detective in like the 1800s and in London. And it's just, it's completely ridiculous. And, funny in his his typical style so i've only seen the first episode um but it's it's pretty good I do i've never s- watched what we do in the shadows and i i think i probably should i watched see that was a show that uh we watched the first episode of and i thought was fine i just didn't it didn't particularly inspire me to go back for the next episode i like the movie though i enjoyed the movie quite a bit interesting yeah i've really i've really enjoyed it i like the series better actually for some I've reason i this- think that format works better as a tv series um the sort of documentary. Yeah, um, I don't know. I, I, but, I yeah, I don't know why. I, I, I maybe we'll give it another try at some point. Yeah, that's quite, all we have. It is, it is it is ribald. Oh, mm-hmm. oh, now now you're talking. Uh, <laughs> as am I. <laughs> I thought that's just when your loaf of bread lost all its hair. <laughs> uh, worth the walk. Come to this wow. show where the technology talk is non-existent and the jokes are bad. <laughs> 
I mean, I, I feel like now we have to talk about uh, Daniel Radcliffe's newest role. <laughs> <laughs> Was role a pun there or not? No. Okay. All right. You could talk about that if you want to. How do you, do you have feelings about that? I mean, I mean, he's a surprising cast. Well, it's the the thing that was funny but to it's me. A, it's basically like a, it's not a mockumentary, but it's like a, it's a no, yeah. it is though, right? Like, I mean, it it's is. but it's a, it's yeah, it's a, it is a, it's not a mockumentary because it's not even purporting to be really a documentary because he's playing. It. It's not like Weird Al. It's a fictional biopic. Yes, right. exactly. It's, it's a, yeah, yeah. And, okay. a, a, so the the story, if you hadn't seen, is that there's going to be a movie called Weird. Uh, about Weird Al Yankovic and Daniel Radcliffe is playing Weird Al, and there was some press that wrote about it as a biopic. Right, and all they said was it's going to be a biopic, and it's going to talk about Al's <laughs> affairs and controversies. And like, it doesn't have any of those things. It is clearly a parody. <laughs> you can watch the Funnier Die fake trailer on which it is based from many years ago now, and I, I think it's wonderful. Like to me, what I have no idea if um, Aaron Paul, who played Al in the trailer version of this, the Funnier Die made years ago. Uh, from Breaking Bad. I have no idea if he's a Weird Al fan, but I have every belief that Daniel Radcliffe is a Weird Al fan, and I like really? the idea of somebody playing it who is close to the material. Yeah. That's fascinating. Why do you think Daniel Radcliffe is a Weird Al fan? Is that personal knowledge, or are you just supposition? It is uh, supposition based on the kind of comedies that I've seen Daniel Radcliffe okay. in. That, that anthology series he's done with TBS, uh, yep. that's also on HBO Max. What the hell is it called? Uh, Miracle Workers. That's the one, but I, I mean, that is like all parody and slapstick and it's very Weird Al-ish humor, and so it would surprise me. I would be shocked if he weren't a Weird Al fan, is where I would land. I just, it's so funny to me because I think of him being, I mean, I know he's now quite grown up and everything, but like, you know, him being so much younger, I would think like, oh, I mean, it's nice that Weird Al, I feel like, is a talent that is like, has longevity, right? Like, all the way, there's always new people discovering Weird Al, and like, there will always be people who are tickled by his particular brand of humor, I think is always, it's, it's very reassuring, I think. Yeah. I tell I, I what is this my story? No, I can't, no, I can't even remember. Like, <laughs> are you like, okay? Do you I think need, I, I, I think, I, told, I think we or? talked about this on the other show. I think we talked about this on turning turning this car around. But um, I'm pretty sure this happened to me. The the uh, Hank had a friend over and they were watching YouTube videos or something like that. And he's like, and, and they were like, "Have you seen this?" Um, and it was like, have you seen this funny new video? And it was like, it, it was eat it or something. I think it was one of the, it was like, I, I do believe you, that's what, your story. What is wrong with you children? <laughs> well, uh, it's funny. Uh, just a couple, maybe yesterday as we were recording, Cable Sasser had posted on Twitter about how there's many of us who know an Al parody before we know the original song. And yeah. he has, the spe- he sometimes knows songs from Al's polkas before he knows the original song. And that was absolutely my life for a long time. <laughs> growing up because i liked him way before i liked some of the artists that he was parodying <laughs> yeah fair point technology guys let's yeah. oh yeah let's, 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 let's cover some technology, technology before we nope i'm sorry we're out of time <laughs> 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 dun, 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 dun. the aristocrats <laughs>